Blog Talk Radio. Underground Radio. I am your co-host, Edward F. Geik. The F stands for fucking let's get hockey going. Enough of this. But uh, yes, uh, Jim will be here in just a second. He's en route. Uh, and let's check in with him. Let's see what's going on. He's going to be doing our traffic report. Let's see. Let's see if Jim is back on the line. Jim, is this you? Yes, this is uh, uh, Joe Nolan coming to you live from the uh, the Blue Shirt Underground Radio traffic copter. Uh, almost home. <laughs> Good. What a fucking disaster. Yeah, apparently there's a lot of traffic there in Mesa, in your face, uh, Arizona. Yes, and, and, and the great thing is is that when it's 112, you know, the, you know that's really what you want to do is just be inching along at a mile an hour so that your air stops blowing cold and you know you start sweating in your car. I mean, it's really it's really the only way to truly experience August in Arizona. Yeah, I was going to say, I've noticed that when I travel out west, there's a point where the air conditioning just doesn't work. It's just well, not enough. Well, I mean, it works. You know, if, you sit, if you're just sitting there, not moving long enough, it, you know, you're not revving the engine. Eventually, the cold air just says, fuck this, I've had enough. But, you know, call me when you get over. Now, now the air's blowing cold, but of course, I'm pulling down my street as we speak. Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard of Theater of the Mind. This is Theater of the Feet. People in the chat room, uh, Stanford Bayside, sound like you, sounds like you are virtually underground, which is great. Maybe we should do this show with this effect all the time. 
Right. I'll I'll, but, you know. I'll call in. I'll get my truck and drive around. And, It'll be great. Oh. I'm pulling in the driveway as we speak, sir. <laughs> I just found out longtime listener Josh Gimble lives in the same town as Cutter does. Holy I'm sorry shit. to hear that. Kitchener, Ontario. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, anyway. How, how terrible for him. Yes. Yeah, so. Are you going to uh, stay on the phone? Are you going to. Uh, switch to your laptop. What's the uh, what's the plan? As we uh, we're am, flying I by am, the seat uh, of our pants. Yes. Well, why would we? Why would this be any different than than any other time? I will be back with you via the internet inside of three minutes. All right. Sign in as the co-host as I have uh, launched this beautiful thing. Will do. All right. Talk to you in a minute. All right. We'll talk. To you. All right, so uh, the show is uh, not about traffic reports. It's not about heat. It's not about air conditioning units. Uh, the show, if you've just joined us for the first time, is about New York Rangers hockey and, and, and all its glory and all its disappointment, and uh, mostly a lot of disappointment, let's face it. But I am feeling confident. I, I got to talk to Mandar. Uh, I got to spend some quality time with the guy who I really feel is one of the elite uh, guys, has his pulse on the Rangers. Uh, we talked at length for hours about the Rangers, and I feel the Rangers are not, although they have not made, per se, have improved themselves over last year's team, there's certainly room uh there's certainly room to improve under the new coach, uh, especially, and I don't have to tell you guys this, but the power play. I'm just excited that I am not going to have to uh, just go in the other room for the two minutes to pass because it, frankly, was so bad last year that I'm excited just that we're going to have a power play and be excited about the power play and that we may have an opportunity to to score. Now, one of the things that me and uh, Mandar, now I don't know if you know, long-time listeners of the show know who Mandar is. He's a good friend of mine named Mike, and he's been contributing to the show. And we were basically having a long discussion about Michael Delzato and um, whether this was the Michael Delzato, and I felt, kind of like, this is his shit or get off the pot year. Uh, we've seen flashes of Delzato uh, doing well. He's had some good statistical years. He's had a good statistical first half of the year. He's had a bad year. Um, and me and Mike got into a discussion about Michael Delzato, and there are a lot of proponents, just from the chat room, I'm going to get gauge where you are on Michael Delzato. Uh, you know, where do you where do you see Michael Delzato as an offensive defenseman? Is he uh, is he a keeper? Is he trade? You know, uh, that's, so we'll, we'll see. Because I think, and this is was Mike's point, was what does he do well as an offensive defenseman? Well. You know, he's got a good shot. He's got a pretty good shot, but he never hits the net. That's his problem. Uh, when you talk about Delzato, is he a great 
Jim, is this you? You still here? Yes, sir. Yes. All Good right. Evening. Beautiful. Good evening, Jim. So if you uh, you were uh, I don't know if you heard what I was discussing. Me and uh, Manda are hooked up in uh, Charlotte, uh, North Carolina. Uh, you know, a couple about a Sorry. week ago, and no, no, actually, it was good. It was like actually we're doing our own show in the car while killing hours of time and traveling. And uh, Michael Delzada was the, of course, number four. He won't call him by his name, by the way. Number <laughs> four. Exactly. Stop it. Now, his contention was, what does Michael Delzato do well offensively? Can you think of anything? How, how could how? Here's my answer to that. How can anybody tell what anyone on that team could do well offensively under Il Duce? But I mean. I think you can tell after seeing – I mean, do you think El Duce affected the way Michael Delzato passed? Because, frankly, Delzato, to me, is not all that great of a pass. He does that same stretch pass that every team in the league knows. I think he has trouble hitting the net when he shoots. That's certainly not a uh, El Duce uh, – well, unless he feels pressured – by El Confidence. Confidence. Hmm. I think a lot okay. of it had to do with his mental instability. Young hmm. kid oh. getting dressed down constantly. I'm going to blame it all on Tortorella. I, I want to. <laughs> I'm not ready to make judges on any player on this roster except Brian Boyle until I've seen them play under an actual coach, not a dictator. Not. Not baby Doc. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, again, I'm playing devil's advocate here. I'm, I'm kind of in the fence. I'm on the fence with Delzato. I think it's a shit or get off the pot. It's no more excuses, no more torts. Is, you know, is on his back. I think he's got to put up the numbers. He's got to. Uh, and then one of my, my other friends made an outlandish statement that he thinks Delzano's going to score 20 goals. And I'm like, dude, uh, Eric Carlson doesn't even get 20 goals. Or if he does, it's just right on the nose. So it's like happy with Michael Delzano. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I would be happy with 12. You know, right? Maybe he's only 23 or whatever he is. But anyway, uh, you know, there is room for improvement. And I don't know why I felt like I had to start the show off with Michael Delzato. It was just kind of an interesting discussion because there are a lot of people who he you cannot even bring up the suggestion of trading him. Because they're like, we got nobody on offense defensively to play the point on the power play. But you're right. I think with Vigneault, uh, certainly uh, you're going to see a plan with the power play. And I'm excited to see a power play where I actually think something's going to happen. Good. Uh, so that was my Michael Delzato take. Everybody seems to think. Uh, uh, I don't know. It looks like everybody. Uh, oh, Stan's Except actually Grabby. got. Is it a, oh, Grabby's uh, anti Del, uh, Del Zippo. No, he's he's uh, just uh, no, he's 
He says, you can't blame it all on torts. Oh, yes, I can. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> well, we all can. It's the United States. Uh, America. <laughs> do whatever I want. This isn't like Jim Cerny where we have to churn out the same positive shit, uh, you know, over and over again. Speaking of which, Mr. Laptop, I read one of his articles. Apparently, uh, Derek Broussard and uh, – yeah, I know. Imagine have to read him in the summer. Holy shit, what a stupid <laughs> That's how bored you were. Well, you know what it was? It's just uh, uh, it seemed kind of interesting because the whole Scott ordeal. Uh, but that bald bastard uh, apparently talked to Derek Broussard, and uh, he seems to be, uh, you know, okay with Scott O'Neill coming over as the assistant coach. What else is he going to say? Really, what's I he going to say? <laughs> I don't know why they got this half head in here. Yeah, yeah I mean, really. Yeah, exactly. So uh, apparently Scott O'Neill was. I mean, uh, Derek Broussard is, uh, was lauding. This is all that range of propaganda. Everything's kumbaya over there. Oh, now, was no. This, uh, I'm sorry. Was this an, an article interview, or was this like one of his exciting video interviews? I think it was an article interview. I'll check oh, so it out. Broussard's probably in the Caribbean banging some hot chick, and he didn't even write it. They wrote it for him. Here, here's what Derek Broussard would say. <laughs> and they put it would in the tube, and they send it, you know, like the bank hey, box. They send it down to Cerny in the dungeon with his laptop, and he types it up. God, I don't know why I despise that guy so much. He just kind of mails it in. I know they're working for the MSG, but... Can't you just put a little edge on something? Just a little. Right. Uh, okay. So, uh, yeah. So, then we've got that. Uh, Derek Broussard's on board. And then uh, I, uh, I kind of preface this, you know, I was down with Mandar, and me and Mandar were talking, and we were talking about, we were also talking about Brad Richards. And I think we've all, we've got a lot of we've got some. What? Stop it about number 19. Just because he's young doesn't mean he's good. (laughs) Uh, You've got people on the Facebook group, especially some of the older gentlemen. Jesus, some some of those guys we've got to put out the pasture. But uh, (laughs) they believe the the Kaiser. Oh, that guy looks like George Jessel. Whatever that guy is, uh, the guy, I don't know what the fuck's going on with that guy. His, his Those profile are picture, he's wearing, like a, he's wearing like a doughboy uniform. <laughs> what the hell? He did World War One vet. I'm afraid to ban him from the group. I mean, he, he served our country well, but you fucking don't know shit about hockey. Okay, how long you been a fan? You, you could be the fan from the 40s. I don't care. The 1840s. There are 16-year-olds that know more than a hockey. I don't care. Age is not – I don't care about your age. You don't get any blue shirt on the ground cred for your age. It's what you know. Right. And who you know. Yeah, yeah. and who you know. Hey, Howie's yeah. Hey, Howie, we just got done with a Michael Delzato. Uh, so you can go on your Michael Del Crapo rant. Right. So uh, 
a lot of people upset about the Brad Richards not being uh, bought out this year. I'm thinking, now, I may be a fool, and that's not the first time I prefaced the statement with that, but I think keeping this bum around for another year is a good thing. Because he, I mean, he has nowhere to go but up. Right. And if he's decent, even on the power play, it's a win. And if he sucks, you buy him out. Right. If you look at the Rangers center Iceman, Sands Brian Boyle, you've got LeBron <laughs> once tried to sign him. What did you just do? Stefan Broussard. Oh, Jesus, I'm throwing a blank. Who's the third line center? Brian Boyle. Richards. You got Richards, Broussard, Boyle, uh, 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 fuck. Who was the, uh, who am I forgetting? Did I say Stepan? I said, yeah, Richards, Stepan, Broussard, and Boyle. There you go. There's your four. There you go. There's your four. Now, that's not a bad center iceman up there. If Boyle was playing the fourth line where he belongs, uh, I don't even know what this is referenced to or whatever, but it's funny. I'm thinking of, what I'm thinking of is, uh, I I don't know. uh, if anybody's a South Park fan, and on the old old South Park, that girl that would always talk to uh, Kyle or oh, Stan, she, and, she she'd just say hi, Kyle, and he'd throw up right away. <laughs> uh, people are quoting Glass Joe. Yeah, yeah, that's what we should go, boy. You're right. I remember that bit. So the Rangers are looking good, solid up the middle. You're going to have guys that are going to compete. I know the, everybody's talking about Oscar Lindbergh and a couple other guys. So uh, I'm I'm all about uh, I'm all about Brad Richards in the same. I, mean, I might be delusional about what he could do. He looked so done though last year. But he, I, I like the comment that he said. Although he came in, it didn't. He was out of shape. We all know that. But he said he didn't come to New York to play for one year. Which I did like that comment, and uh, so with the whole Brad Richards thing, I think give him one more year. Nothing catastrophic's going to happen. His leg is not going to get sliced off from uh, Anton Volchenko's skate, and then we're going to be stuck on the hook. Now Stan said they're eating up. Well, go ahead. I sort of said I didn't come to New York to collect seven million dollars for only one year. <laughs> I want to collect it for four years. I want to underachieve for four years. I don't know. The only problem about his game is he looked slow last year, and he wasn't fast to begin with. Plus, his decision-making was terrible. Yet I have hope for him. I don't know why. <laughs> because, like you said, it couldn't get much worse. But is that is that the bar? I mean, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Now, now you said everybody everybody gets a pass on the Tortorella. Now here's a guy who was a Tortorella darling at least before he was a Ranger. Does he get a pass? 
under the total. I can't believe these. You guys are talking punch out on Nintendo over here. Don Flamenco, Kristen Hurricane. Came out with the rose, and he had the and he had the move where you had to you know he did like that dance move. He did the flamenco dance, and you had to hit him at just the right time. And, you know, each guy had a had a tell, and you had to hit him at just the right time. Right, and, yeah. And that was who, how you knocked him out. Who was the Indian guy when the jewel glowed? <laughs> I don't I don't remember. I mean, it, but I don't, his I don't jewel, know what you're talking about. Yeah, as Josh Kimball put, the Arab dude. Soda, soda, puppet. I forgot about him. Tiger, tiger. Oh boy, ladies bald and bull. gentlemen, I like the bald bull. <laughs> Great tiger. Not a band. Not a band. Oh, it's glass tiger. All right. Anyway, don't so, uh, forget me. Yeah, me I hate that song. I don't put Anywho, Brian Adams. Uh, yes, must have been from Canada. So we got that they going, and they were from Canada. I'm hearing good things about my my surprise special. Uh oh. If I start ordaining a guy, you know he's gonna fail. This is the the yeah, the Christo kid was a friend of mine. Danny Christo. The oh, guy yeah. we got for Christian Thomas, I'm hearing good things about him. Stepan is endorsing him. 60 goals. Listen, why do you got to poo-poo? 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 Mr. Sandman, is that the guy with this? What? <laughs> I, Mr. Sandman, was that the guy with the with the jewel? I, I, I Google hey. punch out. I'm trying to remember the... the the I don't characters. Think that. This is what this show is about nowadays. In August, it's about whatever we want it to be. <laughs> People are lucky we're on. Come on. It's August. Ah, uh, uh, okay. They're saying the great tiger was the guy with the jewel. Okay. Uh... So Stepan's been talking about Danny Cristo. I'm telling you, he's my he's my long shot to make the team. I'm rooting for this guy. Stepan said uh, that Cristo is the guy who competes at a, a very high level, has speed and can score. <laughs> have um, you ever heard? It, have you ever heard somebody say this guy competes at a very low level? Has that no, ever been uttered? I mean, you could say he's good along the boards. I mean, and then. And when Stefan says he has speed and can score, I think, uh, and uh, apparently they played in the World Juniors. I didn't know uh, that Krista won the World Junior Championship along with Stefan that year. Um, so, you know, although he had some problems off ice, you know, in college as far as partying or whatever, come on. I am a Danny Christo Ruder. Not on the level of an Evgeny Grachev, but uh, it's getting there. Once I see him, I'm going to go crazy. I'll be nuts. It'll be the Christo kid was a friend of mine. All right, I, I won't sing it. King so Hippo. Christo, 
can't get both. Jesus, I remember that guy. <laughs> uh, I that's really funny. Adam Flamenco just is comedy itself. Yeah, it's like that was one of my my favorites. Remember how many hours anyway. we all played the game? How many oh, yeah. hours that I mean that that was the game. Uh I don't know. Have you been keeping up with any of the Rangers stuff? You've just been basically just I mean that's a lot's been happening. What do you think I'm what do you think? While you're off flitting through the deep south and drinking it up with everybody from, from uh Missoula to Chattanooga. You think I'm just sitting here whiling away the hours, not doing my research? How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> You're doing other things. You had your uh, <laughs> nieces and nephews. Some relatives were over. Yeah, the Some kids were over. Bacon were over. I saw that picture. Yep, we're always busy. It's a busy house. You're always busy. Meanwhile, I'm uh, out there. Visiting historical sites, going oh, to yeah, yeah, visiting historical what? sites. Every every picture from that trip, your two fisted drinks, visiting historical sites. Here's me outside Gettysburg, passed out drunk. Here's me at the Battle of Antietam, passed out drunk. Ah, oh, come on, this is slander. <laughs> Here's me at Appomattox. Passed out. First of all, I only went to one battlefield, and that was Shiloh, Shiloh. which I really didn't want to go to because the crown jewel of this trip, Jim, was my mecca to the Buford T. Pusser Museum. (laughs) There is such a place, huh? Oh, boy. <clears throat> the Buford T. Pusser. Who in the chat room knows who Buford T. Pusser is without Googling it? Go! Oh, I know. It's walking oh, tall. You. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were asking me. All right. Oh, I, I knew you knew because you said there was an actual one. Because you were like, who the hell is that? Well, anyway... If I could just digress and tell you about the Buford T. Pusser. First of all, in 1973, there was a movie made called Walking Tall. Uh, I think it was Bo Svensson who played the first. I'm not sure who played the first guy. It was a couple guys, different people played it, and Brian Denny he actually played it in this TV show. Well, I've been obsessed with this movie since I was 10. It was the first movie where I watched and, like, you know how you would watch it, like, an hour show, and then at the end, the ending would, it would be, everything would be resolved, the plot, you know, everything. Well, this had, like, three different things. Like, Buford gets knifed up, and he gets all these scars, and you think it goes to trial, and these people get convicted, and you think that's the end of it. But then it goes on, and he gets shot. Uh, you think it's over, he lives, and blah, blah, blah. So we go down to Adamsville, Tennessee. And uh, the museum is in Buford's home. And the home has been preserved 
1975, because he died in 1975, two years after the film. I go in there. There's a lady older than dirt running this place. It's orange carpet. There's like, you know, it's walking right into the 70s. And uh, I got a picture of me holding the walking tall stick. Uh, it was unbelievable. Uh, oh, wanna... okay. That's what that picture was. Okay. I remember the yeah. Right. And, I saw the uh, you know, I'm trying okay. to... I'm trying to joke with her because Buford was the first young, youngest sheriff ever in Tennessee. He also was the first. Why am I boring everybody with this? But I'm just gonna. I'll wrap it up quick. You know, I like to make jokes. I like to say something. You know, you know me. I'm uh, I'm with, good with the quips. And uh, he uh, he was the first one to appoint a black deputy in the middle of Uh-oh. Tennessee. Right. I mean, come on. We're talking, uh, you know, 1969, 68. This isn't in Tennessee, where in Adamsville, either you're a bootlegger or a farmer. Okay? That reminds me of that dice deal. You're a bit. Hey, farmer. Anyway. So, I ask her, I go, wow, I I bet that was, you know, I bet they threw a party when they hired that black, you know, that black deputy, you know, oh boy. she's like, oh. she's like, well, there wasn't much of a fuss. Well, I'll do it to you. There really wasn't much of a fuss. And I'm saying to myself, you old I mean, they must have. Even in the movie, he gets some heat, the black deputy. You're trying to tell me everything was nice and uh, quiet with this black guy in 1968 and the freaking sticks? Give me a break, lady. Don't lie to me. I paid $8 for this tour. Excuse me while I whip this out. Exactly. Don't <laughs> lie to me. I paid $8 for this tour. <laughs> Don't lie to me. I love me. that. Don't lie to me. I paid $8 for this tour. Yeah, so anyway. All right, now back to Ranger action. So- uh, you see, you want well, to play let me ask here? You a question. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Are you con- are you are you concerned yet regarding one Derek Stepan? Are you concerned not at the all. situation? All right. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. I all mean, right. we got a long way to go yet. Why? Why has everything got to be done in such a hurry? I mean. I mean, are you concerned? Uh, Boa? Uh, am I concerned? Yes and no. Yes and no. Because because almost everything that's happened since the end of the season has gone well. <laughs> so something's got to go wrong eventually. It's the Rangers. You know? So that's what concerns me. I mean, we got... I mean, let's go. I mean, we got the, we got the coach fired. We got a we got seemingly a, a good coach in place who's who's going to give us the things we've been missing and wanting for all these years. They didn't have much money to spend in free agency, so they didn't get some goon that they didn't need or you know, some washed up <laughs> half brain dead idiot to come in here and fight when there's no fighting anymore, or hardly ever. 
You know, they didn't pay some idiot an exorbitant amount of money. Drafted all right. Who the fuck knows? It'll be five years before we know how this draft went. Uh, you know, something's got to go wrong. Really? Uh, I think the, uh, we got the devils. We got the devils are bankrupt. They're in shambles. Shambalize, <laughs> as Radar would say. You shambalize the place. They're a disaster. Philly's a disaster. That's why uh, Ranger fans think the the Ranger. I mean, the Rangers, are, other than Pittsburgh, in the Metropolitan Division, which we haven't talked about, who the fuck came up with that name? Oh, is that a could have been worse? A, is that total? Is it? It could have been, been the Batman Division. Could have been I mean, the Cosmopolitan it, it, Division. The Cosmos. Who, by the way, are starting back up. I heard Two soccer fans. Heard yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, that's terrible. Soccer is resurgence, and I still could care less. I uh, I enjoy soccer. I enjoy. It. That's another. Yeah, I, you know, I can't watch it all the time, but I enjoy watching like the finals of games and stuff. All right, close to saying, dear leader, uh, Colin Campbell said, uh, it's, Colin Campbell's even affiliated with the league anymore? I don't know. I have no idea about? who came up with the Mets, the Metsies division. The Metsies, but, there uh, you go. The Metsies division. But it's I a stupid care thing. Yeah, I could care less, to be honest with Why you. Why don't they just go back, name it after, like, old guys. Like the the, uh, uh, (laughs) I was going to make a joke. The Rattel division. The, uh, I can't think of a quip. All right. Yeah. Name it after, go back, Clarence Campbell. Go back to Norris. Go back to, you know, whatever. The Angel Francis division. Exactly. But instead, I the could Met, care the less. Met. I know. As long as, the, as long as the Rangers were in first place of it. Well, now what? What? what we got Detroit now. Well, Detroit isn't as good. I, I don't think. I don't care if they call it the Thong Division. I, uh, you know, I thought this is not off the Rangers, but it's hockey related. I really thought Daniel Alverson did Ottawa dirty. I mean, he leaves. A little bit. He leaves. They're chanting his name at the, you know certain points of the game to go to Detroit to win a cup. I think Ottawa's more poised to win a cup than Detroit is now. That was a stupid move by him. They're gonna fucking. Uh, I think that's just retarded. If I can. I don't know. You know, Detroit. They love to get these. Uh, Detroit loves to get these guys for that one last Daniel. hurrah. They've had good luck with it, you know, a couple of times. They've brought guys in that you thought you were on their last legs, you know, like <laughs> father's mustache or pneumatic tire, you know, limping to the finish line. They bring these guys in and re- they rejuvenate them. I don't know. I mean, Detroit, it's a beautiful city. It's thriving. Oh, who wouldn't yeah. want to go Nobody live there? Nobody wants to live there. I no mean, one lives in the city. It's one of the most beautiful cities in America. 
I mean, it's a thriving metropolis. Millions I, I, of I people. Everybody's got jobs. Oh, yes. And, uh, I mean, politicians are all straight and narrow and honest. And, uh, they can't be bought. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody I, knows your name. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's Mayberry, I, 2013. I, you know, listen, your favorite city, I was in New Orleans, and I thought of you all the whole time. But uh, I've got to say, Detroit is worse than the Ninth Ward of New Orleans. Because I've been to both. Detroit is like, Detroit is like, I know you're not familiar with Lord of the Rings too much, but there's a part where they're inside Moria and the goblins just kind of come out once it gets really dark and they just start to surround the, the, whole, the whole fellowship there. That's what the criminals are like in Detroit. Once it starts well, to get it, dusk, they just all come out and everybody, all, everybody else flees. To put it in, in, in broader terms, because I think more people know Star Wars than they do Lord of the Rings, it's most icely. You, you will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. By the way, I have a question since you were in New Orleans. Was that the Superdome you were standing in front of? That you had your picture taken? Oh, I tried so hard to get a Subway sandwich and have the picture of me holding Subway in front of the Superdome. What, <laughs> was that? So that was going to be your pick, but I couldn't get the Subway was closed. Oh, uh, uh, well, so that was the Superdome? Yes. Oh, okay. I, I couldn't tell without well, the river on. of shit flowing out of it or without the gangsters raping 12-year-olds. Uh, I, 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 I couldn't tell that it was a Superdome. And I didn't see anybody on the roof shooting at helicopters. That's how I didn't know it was the Superdome. They were bored. They were bored. <laughs> I should be so bored. I didn't recognize. I, I mean, none of those pictures in New Orleans. I couldn't recognize it. I didn't see. I didn't see cops fleeing the city while people were in danger. I didn't see doctors leaving patients in hospitals to die. I think you were. I think that was like Capricorn One. You, you were just like on a sound stage. Abandoned building in the ninth ward. Let me tell you. I don't know what went on there to make you so sour that the fact that the people were acting like animals during that thing. Maybe that turned you off a little. But they, they, they got should have cloverfielded that city when they had the they chance. They still have buildings that are marked from from Katrina, from the DEA, that, that says how many people were found dead. I mean, it's still marked on the houses. It is in utter – and I still think Detroit's worse. <laughs> Detroit is. Detroit, it looks like, you know – it looks like somebody cloverfield the place. I mean, it really does. But uh, do you, you want to know? What? Do you, do you want it? Because I've never. I don't think I've ever really divulged this in a public forum. Do you want to know Uh-oh. what my problem is with New Orleans? Do you want to know why I hold that that can I, that can I guess? in such contempt? Sure, go ahead. Take why don't? I think it's because the way the people reacted when they were getting help that they were kind of just like anti-government shooting at the helicopters that were trying to, maybe they didn't rescue Fats Domino quick enough for you. No. Uh, no. Maybe. Uh, let me I'll see. One more. To New Orleans. 
still no. alive, too. I'll, I was looking for them. Okay, give it to me. Tell me. <clears throat> the same year as Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans, okay, I lived in South Florida, and I lived through two major, major hurricanes. The definition of a major hurricane is anything above, I believe, a Category 2, okay? I lived through two of them. First was Katrina on my birthday. That's how I celebrated my birthday that year. I was putting up plywood as Katrina prepared to make landfall. Granted, Katrina did not, do, did not hit South Florida as hard as it hit New Orleans, but we lived through it. We lost power for about a week, the whole bit, okay? Then two months later, the end of October, we had Wilma, which turned downtown Fort Lauderdale into an absolute war zone. I mean, it was devastating. We had tornadoes. We had the whole bit. Again, we lost power. I knew hundreds of people that I, just that I worked with in my company that I worked for at the time that lost their homes, lost everything they had. And you know what? Nobody shot at helicopters. We didn't turn on each other and beat the hell out of each other. We didn't rape 12-year-olds. We didn't shit all over the buildings and every, and every place we could. We didn't blame the government for not getting in there fast enough to help. We helped each other. We sucked it up, and we got the fuck through it. Well, poor New Orleans. Oh, nobody told us there was a hurricane coming. Turn on a fucking radio. I can't. I, sorry. Very touchy subject. They didn't turn on their radios. I mean, they, well, they just sat there and waited. Oh, it's raining. Well, it's oh, it's windy. Oh, there goes my window. There goes my roof. Leave the fucking house. Get in your car. Get on a bus. There's millions of ways to evacuate. Look at all those people that evacuated New Orleans and got to Houston and brought the crime rate with them. They managed to get out of New Orleans. You sit around. All they did was sit around and blame everybody. Nobody's helping us. We don't. So the, answer, the obvious solution is let me go rape a 12-year-old. Gang rape a 12-year-old in the Superdome. That'll help. Fuck wow. that idiot forever. I can't All wait right. for the next one. Listen, I can't through. change your mind on it. I mean, I can't, I, you don't like chocolate down. What can I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> what can I tell you? I just think, and I'll end it here, Cops if you went and, the city, you know? if you went and saw the devastation that's there, it might just take a little of the edge off. Those people have been, lifted, frankly, been like that. They, I mean, they've been living like that all their lives. I mean, it's a very poor city, a lot poorer than Fort Lauderdale. Moved to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Hey, I didn't live in a rich city. I didn't live in a rich part of town oh, in Fort Lauderdale. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Let a lot of people move to Detroit. They can rebuild Detroit. <laughs> It's a step down. So, anyway, anyway, enough of that. Yes. <laughs> but I just will end it with uh, the, the guy, John. You know John I was with. John was like, oh, because he knows your hatred for New Orleans because I told him. And he's like, oh, Jim would love this. Let's get a picture of you eating Subway in front of the Superdome. <laughs> so he's like, oh, I wonder what Jim would think of this. I wonder what think of this. I said, oh, no, I don't. So, you don't want to bring the Superdome. I said, uh, yeah. I want want somebody to take a picture of me taking, with my pants around my ankles, taking a dump outside the Superdome. Here you go, America. They have have a gateway for the, uh, where the, 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 
uh, Saints won the Super Bowl with all their names. Oh, like yeah. Gold, that's where you take your dump. All right. Now, did you hear this other piece of news, Robin, where uh, apparently that free uh, – no. <laughs> apparently uh, – oh, okay. Because there was Apparently, Ev- Evgeny Malkin, uh, hey, what was his father, about? his father said, if things in Pittsburgh were ever to go downhill and I would have to leave, now this isn't his father, this is what his son, what Evgeny said to his dad, Evgeny said, I would pick the New York Rangers or the Montreal Canadian. Oh, no, we're getting Malkin. <clears throat> uh, uh, well, you know what? Didn't this guy just sign an eight million seventy eight year seventy six million extension with Pittsburgh with no or the mo, no movement clause? Yes, I, I mean, yeah. so what? He likes us, big deal. He wants to play in New York. So uh, I have, I, uh, that was I have. <clears throat> that is interesting, but I, I, who knows? He might have been translated wrong, Flo. You know. I have uh, major NHL news coming in here. This is just over the wire. Oh, oh, oh. somehow I get very excited easily. That's probably that's probably that's probably more than more than all the excitement it'll take. The New Jersey Devils have announced that they will hold a major, their words, not mine, news conference at the Prudential Center tomorrow morning. Oh, I think I know what this is. I don't know if maybe they've got new owners or maybe maybe Lou stepping down. Oh, that would be – I don't know. Lou's not done that great of a job. But he did get him to the finals. Pete the Boring. That team is bad. He should exit now because things are going to get bad over there. Costa said – oh, I thought he <laughs> – I thought Costa typed in the chat room, John Hams buying the Devils. The guy from Mad Men is buying the Devils, but apparently it's Josh Harris, Harris, seventy-six owner, seventy-sixers owner. Oh boy! Well, who cares? I mean, that uh, franchise is uh, once Marty hangs it up, and I think everybody's you know lauding the Corey Schneider. I think Corey Schneider is a uh, you know douchebag. He's a good goalie, but I don't think he's a great goalie. Basically, what I think he's a very good goalie, but he's not a great goalie. And once they lose that bro doing mystique, I think it's going to be like the Yankees losing Mariano. Or uh, what you're seeing now, uh, the Yankees are uh, have been following a little bit of the baseball. Uh, the Yankees, uh, you know, are you going to think it's to be some rough years coming up? But anyway, uh, yeah, that so a big announcement. You think that's what it's going to be, uh, a coach? I mean, a no, uh, ownership? Yeah, probably new owners. I guess NHL.com is saying they have a new owner. So, uh, Chico Resch is stepping down. Marty! Oh, that'll never happen. That'll never happen. Well, maybe Resch will coincide his retirement with Brodeur because he's so in love with him. Maybe. I don't That could be. So, uh, any other tidbits uh, g- uh, grab you during this... Uh, well, it's a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, the story that went down about uh, 
the city of New York giving uh, only extending Madison oh, Square Garden's lease for 10 years and then telling that's them that in I'm 10 years. That's why I'm voting for Wiener. That's why I'm voting for Wiener. Why? What's he going to do? He says he's against it. Oh. I don't even live in New so, York. How can I? So I was going to say, are you are you going to uh, are, you, are you packing up and heading for the where was it? No, no, no. Uh, this is <laughs> moving on up. Um, you and Chris getting out of the cab, and you know you doing I saw that walk. An interview. I was, you know, it was funny. You talk about Sherman Hemsley. I saw an interview with Lenny Kravitz, whose mother was on the Jeffersons. Roxy Roper. played, right? She Helen uh, Willis. Helen Willis. She and, and Lenny Kravitz said uh, Sherman Helmsley was nothing like he was on the show. He was a real hippie who wore tie dye, and he actually smoked pot with uh, Lenny Kravitz. He was totally like. I've heard he was a. I've heard he was a. He was a, a pot guy. Also heard he was gay. That was the rumor. That I never heard. I never heard. Floated around him for years. Yes, sir. Okay, so this is not going to happen. Do you really think the New York Rangers are going to move Madison Square Garden after throwing $14 quintillion and revamping it, that they're going to be out of there in 10 years? There is no way. Don't don't these people on the town council or these, 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 these fruitcakes know that James Dolan... Uh, his father was Charles. Charles. Charles Dolan owns the world. I mean, basically, he makes everything happen. He's one of the biggest power brokers in the United States. Do you think they're going to make him forced to t- to move this team? Where are they going to move him? To Sabaros? Where are you moving? The Cosby's? Get out of here! I- they're building a fucking bridge right now. And that is going to tear this all down? Get out of here. This team is not moving. And I went to the post office the other day, and that devil fan that I see, he's all, oh, I want to talk to you. I heard you're going to be not be playing at the Garden anymore. I, I go, I don't care. I didn't even hear about it. I don't care. Because we're not going anywhere. What are you going to play at the, uh, the, in Newark in a beautiful building and then a shithole of a clown? It's third behind Detroit and New Orleans? <laughs> I don't I now I I don't think for a minute they're leaving New York but certainly there are I'm sure there are locations where where a, a another Madison Square I mean there's been five four of them they found other yeah, locations the city before is so compact right now I mean it's it's different eh. it's just different after they rebuilt it they're going to tear it down after 10 years <laughs> They'll bulldoze the post office because they'll be out of business in 10 years. The post office is doing well. Uh, The the post office is doing well. Doing very well. They just have to pay out all their, uh, you know, their their benefits. So you look at that. Read some articles. I'm up on this stuff. They can read some articles. But they they, they just reported reported that they lost. They had to pay out a lot of dollars something. They secured. They they had to secure the pensions of all these things. They had paid it in one lump sum, something like that. Don't yeah, worry. As a to, business, they had to guarantee their pension money. All right, you make a joke about the post office. All right, I give it to you. Yeah. All right, Newman. 
Newman. Cliff Clavin over here getting a little touchy. <laughs> My own family is all postal work. They look at you taking shots of the park. I mean, next time I'm down I'm in New Orleans. Shots. They're coming up with ways to. They're coming up with ways to save money. They're going to cut out Saturday. But I try anybody to try to send anything cheaper. At, at their con- I use the post office all the time. I got no beef with the post office. I use them all That's as well. Right. Not much, right. much cheaper. Much cheaper than UPS or, or FedEx. Yeah. And the people were always so nice in the post office. All right, maybe not that. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, do you really, I mean, do you guys really see this happening, them moving? Am I in denial again? I, I just think that you can't go up against uh, Dolan. Dolan is the king. And his prince there is a jerk-off, but doesn't mean a, a brand-new spanking toy building could be built. Look, look yeah. I extend at least 10 years. In 10 years, this renovation will be outdated, and they'll be looking for another one. I guess. I mean, always. I mean, think about it. If you go back to when, you were, when we were kids, if you go back to the 70s, when there were red seats, orange seats, yellow seats, green seats, and blue seats. How many how many renovations has that place gone through since then? Yeah. It's at least a couple. Jim, I mean, nothing, nothing John on this said, brand. Now, it, now it's just a whole new place. It doesn't have any feel of the old garden whatsoever. That garden from even up to the 90s it is just a new animal over there, and I frankly don't like it. I don't like it. It's too corporate. It's always going to be too corporate as long as it's smack dab in the middle of the city. Because one thing about the mausoleum, because they're so bad, their fans that they actually have are are fans. They're not suits. And you saw it in the playoffs, which I miss. I miss those diehard fans down low banging on the glass. You never see that at Madison Square Garden. Who can afford a ticket? Right, holding signs, you know, every other team in the league has doesn't have that, uh, has that, but the Rangers don't. Well, you know it better Josh than anybody Saint-Gran with your extensive. Well. You know it any, better than anybody with your extensive video collection. I mean, yeah. I've said it. You put videos up on your site from the '80s. You couldn't hear. You couldn't hear Jim yeah. Gordon at times. It was so loud in that place. I mean, yeah, it gets loud now, but then it was it was deafening. It was intimidating. Regular season games. Not talking playoffs. Regular season right. games. Yeah. When the yeah. Islanders were, were, were at the Garden or the Flyers for Boston, forget it. You couldn't hear. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but uh, like Howie said, they priced the regular fan out, and I think that hurts. That hurts the what you call it, the 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 craziness and the intimidation factor of coming to Madison Square Garden when you've got New York fans right along the glass heckling you and and we can heckle better than anybody. <clears throat> New York Ranger fans are the, the best at that. Witty, vulgar, all the favorites, my favorite traits. Witty, vulgar, 
usually we have restraining orders against us from other people outside of hockey. It's all the components for a great fan. So, uh, you know, yeah, I don't few, know. I was just thinking, one of the few new build, newer buildings that matches in in uh, loudness to the, to the building it replaced the first one that comes to mind is the um, uh, shit, uh, the United Center in Chicago. Yes, that place yes. is almost as loud, if not as loud, as Chicago Stadium used to be. And, Chicago and I think Stadium, that when, when the when the Blackhawks used to score, they used to set off that it was like a it was like the loudest air horn I've ever heard in my life. The boat. The cruise ship, the boat yeah. on. Yeah. And the organ. I think when they built that place, they had that in mind to keep some of that loudness in. I don't, I don't know for sure when they built, but considering that Chicago was renowned for those small steps, the, you know, the old, what was it, Chicago Stadium? What was it called? Yeah. yeah. When you yeah, remember Chicago those, Stadium. they would come up the, they would come up the state, they would come up the steps. And then right. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. The fans were on you, the organist, and I mean, it was intimidating. It was. I mean, those, and I think they they did that. I think the Rangers. It's all about money with them. They don't care about the feel of the game. But you know that, that you know, and I and I think with hockey, especially with the Rangers, more of us are staying home than going to the games. It's just too much money. Yeah, you know, it's just too much money. But um, I don't think that's going to come off if they're going to move. I don't see anything like that. What else you got, Robin? Anything else? Uh, no. Back to talking about your trip, if you want. I saw you went to uh-huh. you went to Graceland. Was that your first trip to that's Graceland? Right, baby. That's right. I went there. It was, was that uh, your first fantastic. trip there? First time there, baby. It was uh, it's quite wonderful. <laughs> I, I went there. First... Yes, okay. What did you think of it? I mean, it's certainly a tourist trap, but yeah. I was amazed that Elvis, who had bought the house, I think, in late 50s, it was very small, but he bought it, you know, um, and then extended it as he went on. Right. Uh, I The pool is very small. I thought Elvis's pool would be like this big guitar-shaped thing. It's very small. And I guess the other thing I really got from it was that everybody's buried at Graceland and that his grandmother was the last to die between his mother, father, and him. And his grandmother lived the longest. You know. Didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Now that that. That kind of shocked me, and that he had a uh, stillborn brother. That I did know. Yeah, that I did. Know. I was unborn, baby. So, uh, <laughs> what did you think of it? Uh, yeah, big tourist trap. I couldn't believe that. That now I don't know what it's like. I mean, when I saw it, this was uh, fifteen years ago. I was driving, it was when I first moved to Arizona, and I was driving cross-country and went through went through Memphis and decided to stop. And 
I just took a shitload of pictures. I didn't do the tour or anything. But the thing that amazed me was that people had come from from literally all around the world to see Graceland and were compelled to deface the property by writing all over the walls and writing messages to Elvis. I love you, Elvis. Yeah. I hope to see you soon. I mean, just like this stuff. And I even asked the girl in the in the, I went to the gift shop and because from the gift shop you could you could see the planes that they had across the street or whatever. This is what it was the way it was at the time. And I it, said, it still I, I got to Is it? Uh, I said I got to ask. I, I went said, in there. Uh, I said, why do people come from? They love this man so much that they come from literally around the world to see his home and see how he lived and see all his possessions. I said, and then they write on the walls. She's like, you know, a lot of people ask that question. She says, and I don't have a good answer for you. She says, I don't think it's very – I said, I don't get it either. I said, oh, okay. I said, that was just me. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, we love you. We're going to deface your property. Right, right. Uh, I don't know. That yeah, that's a little bit. Fans of our show, they come over, they write on the walls of my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. What's the Facebook wall? So it's easy. All right, let's bring Stan on. I think this is Stan. Let's see what Stan's got to say so we can extend this range of broadcast just a little bit longer because uh, I'm frankly uh, out of gas. Here we go. Stan from Bayside, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing fine. How are you guys? Hi, Stan. Doing good? Yeah. I, I uh, actually had sound uh, for the first 40 minutes and then uh, it went I know. Away. I saw that. I saw that. I was all happy for you. But I'm glad yeah. we got you here. Uh, any Ranger concerns, Ranger things going through your mind during this off season? No, no concerns whatsoever. I expect you them to have absolutely a very good year. nothing to add to this broadcast at this point. Is this what you're telling me? <laughs> absolutely nothing. Okay, guys, this is real. Good night. <laughs> oh, now, what about this? I saw the Rangers got this goon from the Sudbury Wolves. Did you read this? They've been signing so all these there? like uh, really, you know, obscure players. You know, I guess if they didn't have uh, the first two picks, they're just picking these guys up. I don't expect any of these guys to uh, be much of a factor, even three, four years from now. Well, I think they're trying to shore up the the Wolf Pack, who they've had a lot of defense. This guy's another defenseman. What's this guy's name here? I had it written down right here. Let's see. Uh, no, it wasn't Justin Falk. He's going to be on the big team. Oh, Charlie Dodaro, the infamous. Yeah. First, the only Charlie I can remember was Charlie Simmer. Is there anybody other Charlies in the league? Somebody uh, take the task on this. Charlie uh, Simmer from the seventies. Right, but can you think of any other Charlies? Off the top of my Charles? head, no. no. Okay, Charlie Huddy. Not. Yeah. Charlie Huddy. There's one. Charlie, I don't know. So apparently this guy has a lot of fights Charlie. under his uh, his wing, Charlie Dodero. Uh, Charlie Bourgeois. Charlie Bourgeois. I don't remember him. What year did he play? Oh, uh, and he's anyway. played in the eighties. Right. Really digging for stuff here, huh? Well, Charlie you know, O'Connor. This, I don't know who he is. This Charlie is, uh, Kerfeld. Charles Charles Kerfeld, the the the, the pitcher on uh, the Houston Astros. <laughs> I think that dude committed that? suicide. <laughs> no, he didn't. Yeah, I think he did. Or, some, or something happened to him. He met an early demise. Look it up. 
I, yeah, I'll look it up. Talk, talk. I'm seriously, look it up. I'll look it, I'll up. Look it up. Okay. All right, Stan, let me ask this since you have nothing to contribute. I'll ask you right. a question. Are you concerned about Derek Stepan being signed? No, what's he going to do? Just... Retire? He can't sign with anybody else. <laughs> Charlie Kerfield is, is a special assistant to the general manager for the Philadelphia Phillies. Or, excuse me, a senior advisor to the general manager. Well, there's another fountain of misinformation has uh, squirted again. Uh, okay, and uh, all right, that's all I got. All right, Stan, all right. thanks for joining us. <laughs> oh, you know one thing that uh, surprised me oh. I wasn't aware of? Uh, what? They had this uh, this Russian kid who's going to be in Traverse City, uh, Tolchensky or something like that. Oh, uh, the, the uh, Munchkinovich? Yeah, the Munchkin. That uh, he he's, uh, I didn't know this rule, he's still eligible to be drafted next year. And they said that uh, because he was in their uh, camp, that they can sign him because he was brought to the prospect camp. But isn't he signed with the KHL? No. He plays for uh, Sault Ste. Marie, and he he can still be drafted next year. So I I, I was never knew that uh, you could bring a guy into camp and sign him, even though he has uh, draft eligibility. All right, so we're not talking about Pavel Buknovich. No, he's uh, he, he signed. He was drafted anyhow. Right. That's no, this right. kid's like, like 5'7 and 150 pounds. He was, they said he was very good at the camp, but he's you know, a small guy. But you'll see him at Travis mm-hmm. City, so you can judge whether or not uh, you think he can what play. What is that starting up, in September? Three weeks from uh, tomorrow. Oh. oh, that's good. Three weeks, baby. We got hot. Love that. I was thinking of going, but then I saw how far it was, and I'm not driving now. <laughs> and I've heard the prices for hotels are really outrageous because it's like a tourist spot, like for the Michigan. Well, the, you know. Yeah, I know, but it's like I don't know. It's, it's some it's some like resort area. I don't know. What do I know about Michigan? It's the land of a thousand lakes. Is that Minnesota? I don't know. And. uh now, I also want to confirm on this show that I will be at Frozen Fury in Las Vegas as the Rangers take on the Los Angeles Kings. Whoa! In an exhibition game. Now, now Jim, now, I'm sure you will be. Well, yeah. actually, my plans were in flux only because... Uh, the, well, because the, the, now they're opening the season here in Phoenix. So why don't you just spend the week out here and, and go to opening night? Well, that may be possible. Sure. I, I, have, I may have to be in Vegas earlier than the game. Uh, I have some uh, business to do out there, and it, it, it's like real business. So uh, actually – this will coincide with the Ranger thing, which would be ending my trip. But who knows? Maybe I will. We'll right. see. I, I, I know we. I know you had discussed what you're going to Vegas for. So, right, right. Yeah. So uh, uh, the game is the game is Friday. Yeah, you stay in Vegas for the weekend uh, or whatever. Yeah, then why you come, come down out? here. No, Thursday no. night, October third is the. Is opening night. We do the show live from outside the arena. We'll get somebody to run the switchboard. It'll be manic. 
No? No, I'm staying home. Hawks is as far as I'll go. Lost everybody here. Stan, can you hear me? Yes. Oh, we lost Eddie. Oh. Oh. Strange. (laughs) Oh, well. That's all the rest of the show. Yeah, well, I think I think we're just about done anyway. I didn't know. He's going to Vegas. Oh. Yeah, but we'll have to see. I was thinking about skipping Vegas because, because well, they're, they're going to be in Phoenix and we'll go to Vegas. Next, right, but if, but, you know, if, if my friend is going to be in Vegas, then I have to make the journey. Oh. It's still pretty far, isn't it? Well, it's about a four-and-a-half-hour drive. Hmm. Well, you can do so. it. Sounds crazy. Done it before, or I could fly. There's a, it's an hour flight, so we'll see. But uh, all right. So anyway, Stan, I'm gonna let you go. I think we're gonna end the show. I don't know what happened to, uh, I don't know what happened to Eddie. I don't know if he lost his internet or what. But uh, maybe he had to catch a flight to Vegas. Maybe he's, he might already be on his way. Right. Maybe he's going back to New Orleans. He was elected mayor. <laughs> all right, Stan. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. All right, guys. Take care. All right. All right, the great stand from Bayside. Well, now it's just me, so I don't know where I don't know what happened to Edward. Let me see. Uh, is he still on? He's still on Skype. So let's give him a minute. And if he calls back in, great. And if he doesn't, well, we'll end the show. <clears throat> so uh, yeah, so that's September twenty uh, seventh is when the Rangers will be in Vegas, and. That is a Friday night. I think it's at uh, the MGM Arena playing the Kings. And then October 3rd is opening night here in Phoenix. And, of course, we will broadcast live for that. I don't think Eddie's coming back. I don't know what happened to him. So we're just going to end the show. So uh, everybody have a great week. Good to talk to you guys. And we'll be back next week with some kind of show, either hockey or football, since the Giants and Jets are getting going here and, and they'll be playing uh, next weekend, maybe we'll do a Giants-Jets show next week. We'll bring back the, the big blue gangrene power hour. So uh, take care, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Good night. Good night, everybody.